Hey everybody, thanks for joining Spring Pack, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey everyone, thanks for joining another episode of Spring Path, the podcast. Today we're going to learn about UMass Boston, and we have a special guest with us here to represent the school, Alexandra Bernardo. Hey, Alexandra, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So you and I have, uh, we covered a lot of stuff offline when we were talking, and uh, I really wanted to know and understand better, how does someone for a love of the film industry and dance wind up in this particular role helping students with admissions? Sure. So I grew up um, on Cape Cod, went to a very small school, kindergarten through 12th grade. And I actually began giving tours when I was in sixth grade. And I loved it. I loved welcoming new families to the school, showing them around. And so when I got to college, um, I naturally gravitated towards the admissions office and began giving tours again. Um, And I gave tours all through college from sophomore through senior year. I worked as a tour guide coordinator, helping to train and hire the tour guides. And then my senior year uh, became a senior admission fellow where I was actually able to interview prospective students and be, you know, even more involved in their college search and application process. So So while I was studying. (laughs) I was going to say, so I didn't mean to cut you off, but it it sounds like, so you had a love for film and dance, and this is something that, that runs deep in your bones. And then Throughout the process, though, you were giving away tours for you're doing tours for free, but then found out you can be paid for it. Is that (laughs) exactly pretty much accurate? Well, I still love the film industry, passionate about the arts, both with film and dance. Um, Throughout my college years, just thinking about what I wanted after college in terms of the job that kind of made the most sense for me, the lifestyle that made the most made the most sense for me, and just my general interests. Um, Pursuing a career in admissions really meant the most to me, and the ability to have an impact and really assist students with the college application process. And all of those steps is just extremely gratifying. And I'm so excited to still be, you know, working in the, in the field two years later. Yeah. No, and, and that's, that's great. I think some of the things that we touched on previously were really in and around like um, your passion for post-secondary equal opportunity inclusion. It all kind of comes together, especially at this particular school uh, as an admissions counselor. So, why don't we why don't we dovetail into that? Can you talk to me a little bit about um, just UMass in general, state schools, like the overall umbrella, to help listeners understand because uh, there's four main schools, correct? Correct. So yes, there are four UMass schools. So there's UMass Boston, where I work. There's UMass Amherst, UMass Dartmouth, and UMass Lowell. And we're all our own individual institutions. So for anyone who's from other states where your state systems don't work that way, um, ours are individual institutions. So you can't just apply to one and then say and call the other one and say, oh, consider me for you as well. You know, you have to submit an application to each or every UMass school that you want to be considered for. Um, And yes, as Mike touched on, um, I'm really passionate about the admissions process, but also just higher ed access um, and inclusion. And that is what um, really compelled me to want to go into this career and into this industry and being able to work at UMass Boston 
which has such a diverse population of students. It has been such an incredible opportunity for me to work um, here, but also to see the incredible things the school is doing to continue to grow um, and foster such a diverse and inclusive environment. So that's kind of UMass Boston's mission and how that relates to the uh, UMass system. But there, so there are four schools and you can kind of figure out what works best for you. But UMass Boston is the only one of the UMass schools that is located in Boston. So if you do want that city experience, um, definitely recommend uh, visiting our campus because it's a very unique campus structure. Yeah, and there, so there are a number of unique elements to to your school in particular, and a couple of the things that um, you and I talked about previously was just um, the size in comparison to the other three schools, like the student body size, but also the attention with small classrooms. Can you touch on that a little bit? Sure. So all the UMass schools do vary. So we're kind of in the middle of the different uh, undergraduate populations between all the other UMass schools. So our undergraduate population is 13,000 students. So that's considered mid-size. So I know any of you listening from high school might say, well, that's a lot of students. That's more than that's more than I've ever seen in a high school. And it is, but in the realm of colleges and universities, 13,000 is still considered middle. And as it relates mm -hmm. to the other UMass schools, it also is in the middle. So how that works though, is it definitely is not as daunting as that might sound because for, for a couple of reasons. One is our average class size is just 28 students and our student to faculty ratio is just 17 to one. So our students are getting so much individualized support from their professors, from um, each other, getting to really feel comfortable speaking up in class and participating, given that most classes are discussion-based rather than lectures. And all of our 100 and 200 level classes also offer tutoring. So you're getting a lot of individualized attention and a lot of extra academic resources outside of the classroom. So that really helps foster kind of a really inclusive culture for our students, really participatory and allowing our students to get everything they need um, academically as well. And in yeah. terms of our location, which definitely sets us apart um, from pretty much every school, is that we're in Boston, but we're located on the Columbia Point Peninsula, um, which is where the JFK Library is. So we have an 120 acre campus, but are still located in Boston. Most times you're going to look at schools in the city, you don't really get to have a campus because that's kind of the, the price you pay for getting to go to school in a convenient location. Well, at UMass Boston, you get all of those perks for going to school in the city. You can ride the team, go to sports games, restaurants, concerts, internships, but you're still having this kind of quiet college community and that quintessential college campus feel that you might get in a more rural environment, yet you're getting it in the city of Boston. Yeah, no, that's great. So so let's get in a little bit to some of these statistics about uh, diversity, because on the grand scheme of things across the national uh, table or platform, UMass Boston is one of the top and most diverse uh, schools in the country. Definitely. So UMass Boston is the most diverse school in the city of Boston and the most diverse school in New England. And then we are the third most diverse four-year school in the entire country. And that's because for a multitude of different reasons, but um, over 60% of our students are students of color. 13% of our students are international students, and over half of our students are first-generation college students, meaning they are the first in their families to go to college. We have students from all 50 states, over 100 different countries, students coming from different ages. Some are coming directly from high school, some have taken a few years off, some are starting college for the first time, you know, a few years later. Um, so we have students who have just so many different backgrounds, and that also creates diversity of thought. So both academically and socially, being able to approach a problem or a situation with your own life experience and um, kind of 
and makeup of who you are, your identity, it allows students to see things, approach in different ways, see people, see situations differently. And by having such a diverse student body, it really enhances the college experience for all of our students. And it creates a culture of very dedicated students who are very committed to making the community and world a better place. Because when things happen, and whether it's locally or globally, with such a diverse campus, there's probably someone on this campus who shares an identity with some global event. It makes things feel a lot more close to home when things happen on our campus or when things happen in the world, because our campus and community is so connected to so many different types of things, whether it's social issues, political issues, a lot of different things. And it creates a campus full of dedicated students to kind of speaking out, advocating to make the world a better place. Oh yeah, no, and and <clears throat> based on you know those statistics, when you bring uh, so many people with different diverse backgrounds to the table, uh, I think you said it like the the diversity of thought, you know how people approach a certain challenge or um, you know a problem or even a project. Uh, that's you get so many different lenses, I would say, different viewpoints that help you to start see things differently as well. Exactly. And that uh, that kind of dovetails into, you know, the whole concept of, you know, Boston, uh, UMass Boston being one of the only public uh, or research universities uh, or one of the top ones. Right. What is the. Uh... Yes. Yeah, so we are Boston's only public research university. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, not every school is able to be a research university. And we are given the funding and commitment that we make towards research constantly on our campus. But we're the only public research university in Boston. So if research is important to you. Um, we have a lot of research projects going on and are constantly putting millions of dollars um, of funding into our various projects. So students can be part of a research project, not just in when they're upperclassmen, but they can be involved in research at any point in their four years. We have a partnership with Dana-Farber to have a research uh, facility right on our campus. So that mm -hmm. gives students the opportunity to work with individuals from one of the nation's top hospitals right on our campus. And being on the water, we also have a boat that we take out do a lot of marine biology research in the surrounding waters and surrounding um, shores and um, islands around our campus. And another prominent research facility that we have is our field station on Nantucket, where a lot of students get to go um, and conduct research and spend time doing a lot of coastal research as well. So you can see a trend here. We do a lot when it comes a lot with medical research, a lot with um, wildlife and marine bio, just given our sure. campus location commitment to, you know, keeping um, sustainability as much as possible. No, and yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what uh, students and parents should keep in mind when they're doing their research is, you know, what kind of opportunity can be found or, you know, a campus like this, the uniqueness of it, the research facilities, it just breeds opportunity for a student going there to take that next step and to look at where they're going to take their career and what they can be involved in. And um, I think it's fantastic. I, I would, you know, if I can do it again, I'd like to visit. <laughs> Because I think it would be fun. <laughs> um, all right. So with that, um, let's talk about, you know, exactly that. The opportunities that students have in opening the door and basically getting out of their dorm room, getting involved. What are some of the offerings that UMass Boston provides to help students start to network and connect? 
Sure. So UMass Boston has over a hundred clubs and organizations. So there's a lot to be involved in. Um, in terms of athletics, we are division three. So if you do want to play a varsity sport, you can do that at UMass Boston. We do have a recruitment process, even though we are D3. So if you are interested, you can visit our Beacon Athletics webpage and get connected with the coach to start thinking about that. But if you want to play a sport and not at the varsity level, you, that's too much of a time commitment or just too rigorous for you. We also have intramural and club sports. So we have a lot of different ways to be involved in sports. But outside of athletics, we have a lot of other clubs as well. We have like a chess club, a robotics club. We have a Minecraft club. Um, we have different political clubs, cultural clubs. So students can connect with other individuals who share kind of political views um, with them or come from a similar race or ethnicity and kind of embrace their cultures. So a lot of different clubs related to different identities as well, which again speaks to our diverse campus. And if there's a club that we don't have that you want to see, you can start your own club too. And all that you need to do to start that is 15 student signatures and a club advisor. And then you can receive school funding and be on the official webpage for student clubs. So there's a ton of ways to get involved. And I really encourage students to get involved as you were saying it's the best way to kind of, you know, ensure success at college, aside from, you know, doing your homework and showing up to class is getting involved because that's how you can meet more people, find individuals with common interests, try something new. And, you know, clubs, aside from the varsity sports, clubs are a pretty low commitment. You can try one out, you can be in multiple, you sure. can, you can, you know, go to a meeting, say, I don't, this one doesn't really uh, vibe with me as much and you can switch. So it's a really low, low commitment and a great way to try things out and find what you like and definitely meet some friends along the way. And when it comes to another way to ensure student success, we have a lot of great advising opportunities for our students. So I know I mentioned the 100 and 200 level class tutorings, which is a great way to have support, but we also have academic advisors for every student and we have a great career office. And we also have recently restructured that advising to combine academic and career advising assistance um, in one for a lot of our students. So, you know, academics are what you often need to secure the internship, to secure the job. So by restructuring that advising to give students the combination of academic and career support at once, it allows our students to really be thinking about what they're doing now and what they want to do and how to make sure that everything is connected to help make that happen for them. Yeah, and I think, and you and I talked about this um, at length for, um, because this new program and what you're doing is combining, <clears throat> you know, the tutoring or the academics with career services, and you're starting at a much younger or much, I don't want to say use the word younger, but an earlier stage for a first year student who's saying, hey, I, I'm thinking about taking these classes, and now you're bringing in the career services to say, okay, if you take these classes, it's going to take you on this trajectory. However, if you take these classes, it'll take you where you want to go here, which is unique in itself. And I'm, I'm hoping that you can, you know, we'll reconnect later and you'll sh share more success about this program. Exactly. It is um, in its infancy with this combination. We've had academic advisors for a very long time, as well as having a career office. And those are still, you know, we still have the separation. So when a student is a senior and they're just going for that career support to go over the resume and cover letter, they still can get that career support. Mm. So what's great about this is nothing is going away. It's just providing a, com a combined um, advising for the general appointments students have along the way. And exactly as you said, by as, as you said, by going to meet with an advisor earlier on to talk about classes, by coupling it with some career support as well, students are going to be able to think earlier on about what they want to do after college, whether that's grad school, volunteer programs, a traditional job, and kind of make sure that they are doing what is needed to get from point A to point B with extra support behind them. And then as they get more specific in questions they have academically or career career service wise, they can still go to those respective offices to get that specific um, 
and uh, specific and targeted assistance. But what's great is when students are starting college, you know, they often don't know exactly what they want to do. And having those advising appointments is often what helps students really talk through and think through their ideas and their plans. So having this more restructured approach where those advising appointments will contain both uh, academic and career advising will be a really great way to help our students, as you said earlier, start thinking about what they want to do, talk through those different options and really see all the different opportunities available to them. Yeah, no, and I, I think, uh, I, like I said, I'm really interested to see the success of the program and see how it works because uh, I could have used it when I was in college. I know people listening are, you know, this is something that's extremely vital is to actually think about the courses you're going to take and how they relay into, you know, going into the workforce three years from now. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's unique, which, which is really good. So with that, <clears throat> let's kind of tie into... Okay, let's say I, I've, I've selected UMass Boston. I'm loving the lifestyle. The, the campus is great. I've started my own club. We meet in the city because that's what I would, that's why I would have my meetings. <laughs> and then uh, I'm meeting with um, academics and career services. I'm on the right trajectory. Now I'm coming into that senior year and I'm looking to go into the workforce. What are some of the ways that uh, you help students network, make connections and you know, get out into the world to to chase down their dreams and have their dream job. Sure. So we actually bring a lot of recruiters to our campus every single year. And that's not just limited to our seniors. Sometimes people are coming to recruit for interns as well. But, um, you know, over 100 recruiters come to our campus to recruit our students specifically. And that speaks a lot to the caliber of our students and the success that our students have brought to different companies that people want to keep coming back to recruit our students. Um, we have great connections with the Red Sox, the Patriots, um, with Duncan, um, New Balance, Converse. Those headquarters are in Boston. So a lot of students are going there to see kind of those business practices at their headquarters. Sure. And um, we're really well connected with Boston's hospitals. Our nursing program is one of our strongest and most competitive academic programs. And one in five nurses in Boston is a UMass Boston grad. And wow. Boston being the medical hub of the entire country, that means sure. that, you know, one in five nurses in Boston is coming from UMass Boston to going to some of the nation's top hospitals. So that speaks again to the caliber of our program and the students we are sending out into the into the hospitals and into the world. And um, so that's also a great connection that we have. That recruitment process is a little bit different than your kind of traditional um, sure. recruiting just because nursing students do have clinicals and um, those opportunities to get into the hospital environment during the academic year um, during multiple semesters. But that's also a great feeder for our students is those hospitals, um, many in Boston, but those four I named, Mass General, Brigman Women, Santa Farber, Boston Children's, are some of the, the top in the country. Um, mm -hmm. But when it comes to other supports to help students get jobs, um, you know, I did talk about the combination of career and academic advising, but the specific career side of things, you can meet with an advisor to go over your resume, your cover letter, you can do interview prep. We have a dashboard called Handshake where students can look and see what uh, jobs, internships are being posted sure. and then kind of go through the application process there as well. And another unique thing about UMass Boston when it comes to internship and career development and support is that some of our academic programs actually require an internship and require that to be completed during an academic year for course credit. So it'd be a part-time job that you do to get credit. And given our location to Boston, some students take it upon themselves to get in an internship earlier on in college. 
Um, a lot of students might say, I have some free time in my schedule. I want to get a part-time internship in the city. And that work experience then sets them up to get very competitive internships during the summers later on in college, sure. because the biggest thing employers want to see is work experience. So sure. by having additional internships, even if they're one day a week, just getting in the door somewhere, which is a lot easier to do when it's unpaid, you get in the door, you get that credential on your resume, then you can get those really competitive internships somewhere after your junior year. And then you're set up really well for you know your dream job after college. So that structure, the location, the connections we have and the career support really help our students get in the door as early as they feel comfortable and as early as they want to, to get that experience to kind of continue that domino effect of getting where they want to go. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it sounds like this would be some of the topics that would be covered early on with this new program with the career exactly. services. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. All right. So Alexandra, we covered a lot and I thought this was, I thought this was great. It was very informative. So now what we're going to do is um, how do people get in touch with you? We can drop the URL in which, which URL would they go to for, for more info? Sure. So um, you can go to umb.edu. Um, mm -hmm. If you're looking to apply, you can do umb.edu slash apply. Um, but from our main website, you can get to our admissions and aid page. That will let you know um, where to schedule a tour. You can sign up for a tour and info session. You can register for our two open house programs coming up, one in September and one in October. And if you wanted to email me, um, you can email me. My name, my email is just alexandra.bernardo at umb.edu. So pretty much just my name, period in the middle. And you can schedule an individual appointment with me or any of the other counselors through that same admissions page as well. And that's where you can gather more information. Perfect. And we're going to drop all that information in the description below. Uh, so yeah, Alexandra, thank you very much. This has been great. And um, I'll end with saying, uh, listen, <clears throat> go, to, go to the websites that Alexandra gave you, reach out to her directly. And also you can visit springpath.net to see if Boston, UMass Boston is a match for you. Thank you. We appreciate Great. it. Thank you so much for having me.